Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Sunday, October 27th episode of Poets and Muses. We chat with poets about their inspirations. I'm your host, Imogen A-Rate. As always, you can follow us at poetsandmuses.com or via social media on Instagram, Twitter, as well as SoundCloud under Poets and Muses. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter either at poetsandmuses.com or at the upper right-hand side of the Poets and Muses SoundCloud page. With us today is Lavina Singh, with whom I will be discussing her poem, Love is Humble Witness, and my poem, Gifted. Before we do that, however, I'm going to go over all the poetry events taking place in the Valley during the week of October 28th. On Tuesday, October 29th, from 6 to 8 p.m., Connect and Heal will be hosting its weekly poetry writing workshop at Chandler Community Center, which is at 125 East Commonwealth Avenue in Chandler. On Wednesday, October 30th, from 6 to 8 p.m., the Virginia G. Piper Center for Creative Writing will be hosting the first of three There's a Chameleon in My Prose Poem, Poetry and the Art of Disguise with Justin Petropoulos. The workshop will be taking place at Piper Writer's House at 450 East Tyler Mall in Tempe. From 6.30 to 8.30 p.m., Equality Arizona will be hosting its monthly queer poetry salon with open mic for the LGBTQIA community. This month features Aaron Noer and Jabari Javon Allen. You can email tanner at equalityarizona.org to sign up for the mic and find out the venue location. Again, that's tanner at equalityarizona.org. Tanner is spelled T-A-N-N-E-R. From 7 p.m., you can see Joy Young and Andrea Gibson perform at the Crescent Ballroom at 308 North 2nd Avenue in Phoenix. Tickets are available on Eventbrite. On Thursday, October 31st, from 6 to 9 p.m., Fatso's Pizza will be hosting its weekly open mic night at 3131 East Thunderbird Road in Phoenix. Signing up to get on the mic starts at 7 p.m. From 8 to 11 p.m., Quinton Oni will be hosting its weekly open mic at Jobot Coffee and Bar at 333 East Roosevelt Street in Phoenix. Signing up to get on the mic starts at 7.30. From 9.40 p.m., Atlas St. Cloud will be hosting his weekly poetry writing workshop at the Welcome Diner at 929 East Pierce Street in Phoenix. On Saturday, November 2nd, from 7 to 9.30 p.m., Daughter of Zen will be hosting her monthly first Saturday open mic at the Black Cat Coffee House which is at 4730 East Indian School Road, Suite 120 in Phoenix. Signing up to get on the mic starts at 7 p.m. And now let us turn to our poet guest of the week, Lavina Singh. Hi, Lavina. Thank you very much for coming on to Poets and Muses. Hi, Imogen. Thank you for inviting me. This is an honor. Yes. So you brought with you your poem. Yes, I don't have titles on my poetry. Huh, okay. Do you mind if I just refer to it by the first line? Sure. Okay, so love is humble witness. Before we get into that, I was wondering if you can tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Well, right now in my life, I am a poet, writing, and I'm doing mindfulness meditations. Okay, great. So that's that's your profession, basically. That's what I'm doing right now. Okay, yes. great. <laughs> I think it's nice. It's very nice. It's yes, very unusual to be in this position, but it's good. Yeah, it's almost a throwback, isn't it? When when these things are able to be like exactly. full time professions, it's yeah. kind of nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have mentioned to me you have a website. Yes, my name l a v i n a s i n g h dot com. Okay, what do you put on that? I have on there my some of my poetry, a link to how to get my book. I have one book published, self-published, called Custom Blend, mm-hmm. 
and then my mindfulness meditation, the calendar, where to find me, stuff like that. Great, great, awesome. Yeah. I see you lead some classes at Palabra's bilingual bookstore, right? Is that is that a regular thing? Or? Yeah, I've been doing that about two years now. We started with McDowell Market. You know, it's all it was all under one space. Oh, okay. And after she closed down, uh, Jawa has been gracious and allowed me to continue on in her space. Yeah, great. Yeah, two years, I can't believe it. Wow. It's flown by. You know? Yeah, it has. Yeah. It? Every Sunday at 3.30. Sunday at 3.30. So you lead the meditation. Yeah. And it's how long? It's about half an hour, 45 minutes. And then we also discuss afterwards. Oh, so right. I'm trying to really create a community. Right. Not, you know, not just meditating. It is meditation, but when you meditate alone, it's different. And when you're with people, it's a whole different energy. Yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to create this community. And it also keeps me accountable. To meditate myself. <laughs> right, right, right. It does. Yeah. Yeah, it's like going to poetry workshops. It kind of makes you sit down and write. Exactly. Great. We need that little nudge, right? Sometimes we do. Yeah. You know, sometimes you, you just get too busy and you kind of yeah. forget to carve out time. Yeah. yeah. And we all have apps and stuff that we can do at home. Right. But it's just different to be live and What's happened with me is I've kind of made up my own thing. It's mindfulness meditation. Mm -hmm. But I include like connecting to our body first. So it's relaxing the body. And when you relax the body, it helps calm the mind down. Right. And then we find our breath and we connect with the breath. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, it just calms the nervous system down and then you can connect with your spirit. Right. right. So and just with a group of people intentionally doing that, I find it's just easier. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. To connect. Yeah. I've, I've done group meditation, not on a regular basis, but I've done that before. Come join uh, us sometime. Yeah, I should. Yeah. I should. I've been I've been thinking about doing that for a while. But because awesome. Sundays I released episodes, most of the time after I release them and do all the surrounding the newsletter and such, I'm so exhausted. All I want to do is just veg out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it at Changing Hands, too, the Newton side of it. I've been doing Wednesday evenings. Oh, nice. And then I try to Tuesday. I'm trying to find where it's going to work for everybody. The timing is tough during the week. Yeah, yeah. Now we're getting into slow season because the summer coming up, so. Right, right. And I'm looking for other spaces, too, to do it. Great. Yeah, Changing Hands was a very large space, yeah. too. Like, well, they have rooms in the back, so that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. That helps. Yeah. What brought you to poetry? Actually, I have been writing since I was little. I've got okay. poems like when I was five, six years old that wow. just rhyme. You know, my shoes are red, you know, things like that. <laughs> really cute. And I used to I remember I used to write little short stories too, like we had to in class. But mm -hmm. then I remember coming home and writing these right. stories. I wish I had those. I'm glad I have some of the poems, but I don't have those short stories. Right, right. Yeah, so I've been writing. And then recently what's happened and how this book came into being is um, a few years ago, uh, my mom and I ended up taking care of my father who had dementia, Alzheimer's, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at home. And that experience and being with him profoundly changed my entire life. Right, right. And so my poetry changed in a way that now it's mostly like it flows through me. Mm -hmm. And I just write and then I read it afterwards. Great. That's how this book came into being. Because when I was with my dad, and this may be getting a little profound for this, but I want to share. Cause it's, yeah, please, whatever it's, you want to you know, share. A learning experience for all of us. He was in this space because of his dementia. Mm -hmm. And the only way I can describe it is like a vortex of love. Mm -hmm. Like his ego was put aside mm -hmm. and his soul, his spirit was up front and present. Right. And so you could probably feel this love. Wow. And it was, like I'd say, it was life-changing for me. Right, right. I remember you talking about it a few months back when you read your poems. Okay, yeah, at yeah. Labras that night? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, thanks for remembering. Yeah. Yeah, and that was like my second time up. I have not stood up and read my poetry. And, yeah. I, and I know I need to, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I, I just haven't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think everybody has to go at it at their own speed, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people write for a therapeutic reason, mm -hmm. similar to you, mm -hmm. and they don't necessarily want to share it with the wider audience. Mm -hmm. 
I want to share it. I feel like I'm supposed to share it. Mm -hmm. And just like with this book, like if it can help anybody, right? then that's my goal or mm -hmm, intention, mm -hmm. not goal. Yeah, yeah. So I need to get out there and yeah. stop being a scaredy cat. <laughs> so, you know, like I said, you have to go at your own speed, yeah. whatever you're comfortable with. But just coming to the events, and I think it makes us feel safe because we see what atmosphere yeah, is and, in. And right? people get so raw and share such personal yeah, stuff. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. So much courage. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. Beautiful. You definitely see a gamut of different emotions. Mm -hmm. And some more raw, as you said, yeah. than others. Yeah. Yeah. I Words think, are powerful. Yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah. And I think it's really wonderful that we have the space to be able to do that, that we feel safe to be able to do that. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And I, I've said this to other people that I've interviewed as well, that I find a lot of the open mics throughout the Valley has been very nurturing, very encouraging That's so great. Yeah. yeah especially for younger people and yeah. a lot of us don't have maybe support system or yeah you know, yeah so it's nice to especially with our healthcare system yes it's almost a self-help group yeah <laughs> in a way yeah yeah, yeah. it's true yeah, it really is mm -hmm. so do you want to read that sure with us? sure and if you buy or get a hold of my book it's the same thing in my second one there are no page numbers and there are no titles. Mm -hmm. And you could say, well, that's annoying. How am I going to find my favorite poem? But the intention... Post-its, post-its, people. Post-its. <laughs> and bend the page, right? Yeah. <laughs> but the intention with that was I did it on purpose. A lot of these poems are written with certain punctuation or lack thereof so that you can interpret and pause at different places within right. the poem. Right. And it'll mean something different to you, maybe, than to me. Yeah. So you open the book, and whatever you're supposed to read, that's what you read. So I feel like if I put a title, it's going to define it, and then you may read it in that way. Right. So, right. so that's why I don't have that. I mean, page numbers maybe would be helpful. I think the <laughs> next, one, next one may have page numbers. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so this one. But I like that, that you are intentionally being random with it you know yeah. because a book is very bi-directional right um, totally yes so not having like a table of contents or exactly. page numbers people kind of just have to flip through yeah. and kind of randomly come across things yeah and so this is what's happened i'd say four or five different times it's happened where someone's looking at it i'm telling them about my experience and you know i hand them the book and just say hey open the book Mm -hmm. And it's been the poem that either they need to read, one person started crying, like, how did I land on this one? You know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I've had these experiences with my book doing that and the words being the right words for that person at the right moment. Great. Which, for me, that's what it's about. Yeah. If it can help or uplift anybody. Mm -hmm. That's my intention. So this one is, Love is humble witness to my father's turmoil, Unable to do but be present and believe in faith written in ancient texts. Chanting sacred mantras that transmute this moment into the holy. Burning all fear in the fire of hope. Divine tunes consecrate our souls, bringing peace in the midst of utter chaos. Absolving all questions with the only answer this too is love. Thank you. Sure. I really love reading this poem. I don't know if this is one of the poems you read because it, it's been a few months. I don't think this was one of the poems no. I read. No, no. There's so much soothingness in words in the right combination of words. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I really love how you end this particular poem, that this too is love. And that, if you notice, look at, and again, I don't plan this. I write these. Mm -hmm. It's usually one pass-through. Right. I may change one word here or there. Right. But it's usually one pass-through, and I just, whoa. And I read it, and I, it helped me during that time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A lot of these from this book came from that time with my father. Mm -hmm. And they helped me 
And that's why I put it together that, hey, if it helped me, maybe, you know, we're all going through so much right now. Yeah. And these words, like, they're almost like not my words. I'm not attached. Mm -hmm. So, like, in this one, I didn't even plan this. It starts with love is and it ends with is love. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just the change of the words. There's some symmetry to it. Yeah. Yeah. So this is one of the poems that you said you wrote while you were taking this care of your dad. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember how this particular poem came about? So there's a lot in this poem. (laughs) And one of the things is that changed my life was that I realized that everything that happens to us, Mm -hmm. even when it looks so bad, Mm -hmm. if we can come to presence of mind to accept it, Mm -hmm. that we find that there is love even then. Because a lot of different things happened to me at the same time. Mm -hmm. Life-changing events. And I was literally brought to my knees. Mm -hmm. And so when you're down there, (laughs) you have two options, right? To get up or stay down. Yeah. I wasn't going to stay down. Yeah. And just learning and being in my father's energy that, you know, it says this too is love. Even this agony that we're going through. Mm -hmm. There were beautiful, beautiful moments that happened. Mm -hmm. And it's like excruciatingly beautiful. Like it's weird to put those two words together. Yeah. But it's just like heart-opening things. And Mm -hmm. like, whoa, like even though I'm in so much pain, like I feel so much love right now. Mm -hmm. It was at the same moment. And it was like, oh, like all of it. Mm-hmm. All of this is love. We don't know why things happen, mm-hmm. and maybe we'll never know yeah. why people have to suffer or why we have to go through these things. Yeah. But if we can come to acceptance, and that's what happened to me. There's a level of acceptance I didn't have before in my life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of all of this. The other theme in this one is mentioning about the sacred mantras. Mm-hmm. Be present and believe in faith written in ancient texts and chanting sacred mantras Mm -hmm. that transmute this moment into the holy. So one of the tools we used for my father, I'm from the Sikh faith. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because of your last name. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, all of the scriptures, the whole scripture, and within the scripture are called Shabbats or hymns, Mm -hmm. are written in rhyme, and Mm. our whole service is sung and music, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and there's different rags or melodies Mm -hmm. that are intentionally used. It goes beyond the words into your body and literally helps heal your soul and your being. Mm. So we use that as one of the tools. My mom and dad are very strong in their faith, Mm -hmm. and my father used to sing also. Mm -hmm. And so we would have hymns playing, we would sing together. Mm. And, you know, all the way to even, like, Frank Sinatra or right. all these modern songs. I would Missy Elliott, I'd play for him because he, <laughs> he was always into music and loved music. Right, right. So, you know, like, he would nod his head and tap his foot and stuff like that. Right. I hear music is helpful in terms of Alzheimer's therapy. So I didn't even put that together. Later, when his disease advanced, mm-hmm. I found all this research mm-hmm. on link between music and the cognitive system and it reaches your limbic system Mm. which is your stored memories and everything and how Mm. that has helped people I said wow like we were doing this right it was it was medicine yeah yeah it was medicine yeah so that that's so that's in there too yeah I found it really interesting the how spiritual it is the the poem Mm. That it was very much in there, and I have wondered about your spiritual practice. Singh is an inherited name, as well as do people adopt the name after? I mean, you can you can convert to the religion, right? So if people convert to the religion, then do you adopt Singh? Singh is the it's name part of the religion. Yeah. yeah. So Singh and Kaur actually Singh is supposed to be for the men. Oh, that's and right. And Kaur is supposed to be for the women. Right. Right. So you're going to say, well, why is your name saying? Well, when we came to the United States, to make it easier, my dad just put my brother and my name under his name for right. paperwork and right, all that right. kind of stuff. So, and you, I, I just kept it. Yeah, I mean, you kind of lose that cultural nuance when you're here, right? Mm-hmm. 
is, as you said, is tied to the religion, and people who are not familiar with the religion might not understand and just keep asking you, why is your name different from your family's name? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the reason it's tied to the religion is, I don't know if we want to get into all this. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> it was to do away from the caste system, because within uh-huh. India, you can tell by somebody's last name what caste they're in. Wow. Yeah, Okay. it's, it's uh, pretty radical. Yeah, I know in Europe as well. I mean, certain noble people will have, especially from Romance languages, the D-E, D-E, or... Oh, because that's right. usually... If somebody has a D or Von in, in Germanic, I think, okay. it's basically meaning from... They basically take the name of the land that they're from. Or they the, own, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah their family owns. Okay. So the possessive, their name has a possessive to it. So you kind of can tell that they're from the noble class. But also things like Smith is certain professions, Mm -hmm. like woodsmith, locksmith, blacksmith. blacksmith. So those are professions. So we kind of, historically, you can tell. Nowadays, it's a little bit harder to tell, aside from these possessive names, the the things. So it's kind of a universal in some ways, that caste system, whether it's formalized or not. True. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't know by how much you can tell in India because I'm not as familiar with Indian names. Yeah. So I know about the thing with the Sikh religion. Yeah. But do you want to give us some examples of the names that can show? I really don't know. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but that is, that is built into the name. So it's sort of like British with their accents. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. 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 I didn't realize the Sikh religion having this common name it has an it, equalizing it's totally aspect. An equalizing aspect. Yeah. 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 But it doesn't go Radical across genders, that. which is interesting, right? Yeah. And maybe subconsciously that's why I kept Singh. <laughs> <laughs> well Singh means lion. Oh, okay. And the car is princess. Ah, okay. Yeah. Really interesting. But back then, you know, also in India, there was that, of course, the men and the women thing going on. Yeah. So it's kind of understandable. Yeah. Of the sing in the car. Yeah. I always find these sort of aspirational practices interesting, right? Because somebody had decided that they were willing to cross certain lines, cultural lines, but not other ones. Yeah. It's cool to know that. It I didn't is. know that that was where the name come from, yeah. why people adopt that name. Yeah. yeah. And then it becomes inherited pretty much, right? Well, if you're a Sikh, I guess your children would be, Yeah. right? Or if they don't? Yeah, I think I most mean, often religion is kind of passed down. Yeah, but not anymore, I don't think. A lot of people are getting away from formalized religion, too. Right, right. So I don't, but they don't change their name but they're back. they're not going to change. Right? Yeah, you're not so, going to change your name. Right? Yeah, you still have that for generations, unless yeah. you're a woman, and then you kind of lose your name. Yeah. Even within your lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> And then you have to go through all the stuff of changing it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the pain in the butt things. Yeah. Being a woman. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Going back to the poem. Yes. Oh, we're getting into the very, very heart of the podcast, which is we randomly go to whatever topic. Yes, that comes yes, up. yes. Which is good. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so all my poems are really nature, ecstatic love. Mm-hmm. And then in this, you know, in this one, a lot of experiences with my father. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And now what I do is I just, social media, whatever it is, bad or good, mm-hmm. I'm on it to promote my meditations and things and, and my books. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding on Instagram, like every third post I do is a poem. Mm-hmm. So my poem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's forcing me to sit down and write, which I love. I put that on myself. Sometimes nice. I'll cheat and use from my book. Right, right. Which is not cheating, it's mine, no, right? yeah, it is. <laughs> and but, also, poetry is not, there's a lot of things in life. It's both a skill that you can practice, and also it's something that you need to feel inspired from whatever bit of life that you get your poems from, right? Exactly, exactly. So sometimes that doesn't always come together when you need it to come together. Yeah, but this is forcing me to sit down and literally, you know, 
pen to paper or, or on the computer. I like pen to paper. Yeah. You feel it more, I think. Mm. But sometimes, you know, on the computer and just sit down and I just close my eyes and do a short meditation mm -hmm. and just allow whatever needs to come through, come through. Mm. And then I post it. I, there's no copyright. There's no nothing. I'm just putting them out there. I don't know if that's right or wrong or somebody else is stealing them and using them. I don't know and I don't care. And I'm, It's just, <laughs> it's like I almost have to do this. Right. I'm compelled to sit and just share what comes up. Yeah. And I'm getting people saying, oh my gosh, thank you. This helped me. I could relate to that. Yeah. Even, even if somebody doesn't comment on social media, but when I see them physically, like, oh my gosh, Lena, your poetry is really affecting me. And mm -hmm, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Keep writing. And Oh, because sometimes I want to stop, you know, you get two yeah. likes. I don't mean to be like social media-ish, but you get a couple of likes or whatever. And you're like, oh my gosh, no one's even reading this. What's the point? Yeah, social media thrives on people interactions yeah whether it's more nuanced like facebook that has different emojis or twitter or instagram where you just have the heart and no heart yeah so yeah it's unless people comment yeah unless people <laughs> comment yeah and then then you also have the false likes where people are trying to get your attention totally yeah and I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about this? Because you practice detachment, right? Oh, my gosh. Practice is the capital P word there. <laughs> Please. Please. I'm nowhere near. So I'm a perpetual student at this. <laughs> <laughs> but that juxtaposition of that practice yes. next to social media, totally. which is all about attachment. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's what I'm saying. I just keep putting them out there. Yeah. And saying, okay, somebody may need to hear this. Yeah, yeah. And I put whatever comes through. Yeah. And like I say, like, even if somebody's not doing it on social media, I'll have people physically come and say something to me, like, oh, that was beautiful, or keep writing. And then it's like, okay, okay, okay. It's <laughs> not about the number of likes. But the good thing with social media is it's a way to connect. Yeah. And poetry is spread so much, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like when Mary Oliver passed. A lot uh -huh. of people had never heard of her. I love Mary Oliver. I know. That was me. I'm one of those people who didn't know anything about her oh. until she passed. Okay. Then I saw her poem on the wild geese, and I was like, oh, oh my God, oh my so God. good. Exactly. <laughs> so because of social media, all of a sudden, a lot of my friends were like, what? Who's Mary Oliver? I said, oh, my God, you don't know Mary Oliver? And then, you know, they could see it online yeah. and then people commenting on poems. And stuff yeah, like that. yeah. So, so it's a good thing, you know, that way. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. In fact, in one of the podcasts, we were talking about benefiting through somebody's death. Mm -hmm. And in fact, my poem was about the fact that I have benefited from her poem, unfortunately, through her dying. Because mm -hmm. if she did not pass, I might not have seen that poem. Beautiful. And to your point, circling back around to my dad, the mm -hmm. suffering that he went through mm -hmm. changed my life. Yeah. In his case, we were very fortunate it was dementia, not Alzheimer's. Like, he knew us till the very end. Mm. And I was with him and assisted him in his crossing over, too. Mm. So his suffering and his experience, again, it goes back to this poem. It was excruciating to go through mm -hmm. like emotionally to see somebody that you love change before your eyes, especially a, a go-getter, party person. and communicator and right, you know right. community builder and right. go silent right because he lost his ability to put words together it's a heart-wrenching experience it is it is but at the same time the amount of you know he still kept a sense of humor and just other things that happened were like magical things would happen we, i wouldn't know what to do next because there's no answer there's no cure for this right and something magical would just come my way to do or say or whatever. Because mm -hmm. like the Shabbats and the Kirtan, the music, there's a thing called sundowners. Mm -hmm. And what happens is around 3 or 4 o'clock, like clockwork, and this is common mm -hmm. with Alzheimer's, I think other diseases also, they get agitation mm -hmm. or paranoia or aggressive behavior or multi. It could be all three. It could be one. We don't know what to do. Like, if you give the drug, that's going to give other symptoms. If you do, it was really difficult. Yeah. So I just was, like, told 
mm-hmm. to play, you know, certain shabbats, and he would calm down. Mm-hmm. And it was like miraculous what yeah. happened. So that's what I mean. Like one, that's one of the things that I learned through his suffering was to listen to my own heart, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And also, it kind of shows how much you know him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I read between two and four o'clock. That's where usually the human body needs its little nap, rest, mm-hmm. siesta comes from somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so we usually get more tired, especially after yeah. lunch. That. Kind of yeah, yeah. That fatigue thing. Yeah. So maybe we should all just play a little bit of music at that time. We should. Help calm Certainly us take down. a nap would help. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. right before our traffic going home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I wonder if you'd mind going into a little bit of a tangent regarding the difference you talked about. Because I had thought the only difference between Alzheimer's and dementia, dementia yeah. was that dementia was used as a term for to refer For to all of yeah no like Alzheimer's in Britain it was the, more a UK term oh because when I was reading about the disease from UK publications they use more dementia and okay. in the US they use more Alzheimer's so I didn't realize that there was actual symptomatic yeah. differences yeah I believe the broad term is dementia and then underneath it there's like Alzheimer's there's Lewy body dementia there's there's different types. Oh, okay. Depending on how the brain is being affected. Okay, that's interesting. So with Alzheimer's, like you lose all your memories, and as you progress, like you can't even remember who's sitting in front of you. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest difference that I can tell you. Right. With my father, he did have all the symptoms where he became completely dependent. Like we had to feed him. Mm-hmm change his clothes, bathe him, Mm -hmm. everything. It was like reverting back to childhood. Mm -hmm. It really was. But in his case, he knew us till the very end. Like we could ask him, Papa, do you want more ice cream? Mm -hmm. And he he could nod his head yes till the very, very end. Right. And I mean, the very, very end. At the end, we ended up, because my mom and I were exhausted. My mom's health was going downhill too. Yeah. So we had to transfer him into a uh, assisted care and within two months he was gone yeah which I knew he but he was 86 years old and he had a long and happy colorful life so we all have to go somehow yeah it's very difficult and we don't get to choose no exactly we did the best for him yeah <laughs> and I, I do think your poetry is incredibly helpful and that it shows the love and it does show the acceptance as you said mm-hmm. That that you don't talk about love as in like a kind of a teenager, not necessarily teenager because maturity doesn't necessarily come with age. So it's a very mature version of love to understand that love doesn't come in one form, mm-hmm. especially not in that sort of very idealized February fourteenth Valentine's Day form. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's love too. Yeah. That's love too. Yeah, but yeah, there's yeah. different kinds of love. Yeah, for exactly. Sure. So and I think mine, this is more of a, it's a combination. It's self-love, it's spiritual love, divine love, <coughs> excuse me, nature. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that that comes through. Yeah. And then what's funny is in the back, because they're not titled, there's a few poems in there where it could be either or. Mm. So you don't even define <coughs> what emotion it is or yeah, what it feeling. Be, wait, are you talking about somebody or... or is this like the other poems you know like this one right right that's up to you to choose yeah in one sitting it could be personal in the other sitting maybe not yeah (laughs) i feel like a lot of good poetry is that is that you can sit with it and it warrants it can withstand multiple readings you know and you'll get more meaning out of it rumi is also one of my biggest influences yeah i've heard some of his i love his poetry the last two lines is actually what brought me to my poem. I love the shorter poems like that that are so impactful, which is like your last two lines, right? Yeah. My poems tend to be short. I know a lot of people have pages and pages. Maybe I should try writing like that, but mine tend to be short. I feel like it's what you said, you know, it's like whatever comes, whatever comes, comes, right? Exactly. It's hard to force poetry. Yeah, indeed. I know people who write really long poems, too. Mm-hmm. And I write 
long poems as well. Mm -hmm. This is one of my shorter ones, and majority of my poems are shorter, uh-huh. but they're not this short. Yeah, apart from a bunch of haiku that I mm-hmm. was writing. Anyway, so this is called "Gifted." Don't obsess with them. You can see from me and your mother the end results. My father would tell me when I obsessively pop my zits. He always knew just what to say. That's part of his charm. Why my mom cries so much? Yeah, I tend to end my poems on devastation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, you want to talk about your? Yeah, yeah. I'm happy to. Dynamic with your parents, or or with you and your parents, or the reason why your last two lines reminded me of this poem is because certainly he was showing me love. A parent's love, mm-hmm. and in my writing of the poem, I show him both my love for him as a father, and also this a very adult looking at their dynamics yeah. as two people who happen to be my parents, right? But also, obviously, how that affected me because even though it's unspoken, obviously there's an effect. Yeah, the advice he gave me was. Perfectly legit, perfectly logical, and and actually, if I had listened, it probably would have saved me a lot of time in front of the mirror popping this because <laughs> this popping is hard work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? and, and he was honest and just let you know, hey, you've seen us do this, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, look what happened to us. So yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. We he don't want just... you to end up like us, type thing, right? Yeah. Well, actually, both of them have really good skin, mm-hmm. so which is. They were just saying, you know, like, don't yeah. worry so much. Yeah. You know, yeah. when you're a teenager, all you're worried about is, like, how do you deal with this bodily hormonal totally, change totally. And, and this face that you have that you're presenting the, to the world. <sighs> and everything. Yeah, basically, you have the, <laughs> the concurrence of suddenly going into the period where you're liking, you're going into the, or uh, starting the courtship period of your life. So you want to be the most presentable, right? <laughs> and then at the same time, because and then there's the zits that yeah, show up exactly at that time. Bumps. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. Basically, yeah. It, it's like speed bumps. <laughs> well, that's a good way to say it. Like slow down, slow down. <laughs> outbreak, like outbreak. Yeah. All this and the title I don't have in front of me right now. Well, oh, the gifted. title was gifted. gifted. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. It was a prompt, actually. This organization called Connect and Heal hosts a poetry writing workshop. And every time you go to this poetry workshop, they have a prompt. Okay. This particular one was Christmas, actually. It was for Christmas. Okay. Where they were talking about gifts. And the person who led the workshop, they wrote out these beautiful notes where, you know, they give you a whole bunch of suggestions as to how you can enter into this prompt. And one of them was talking about who gives you something, what they give you. I wrote two poems from that prompt. Both of them were short. So one of them is, what are the gifts that my parents gave me? Nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And it's not like box gifts. Oh, my mom gave me a bracelet. You know what I mean? It's not that. And also, we we never really celebrated Christmas. It's Mm -hmm. not... Within our tradition, we didn't really have any true holiday traditions of any kind apart from cultural ones. But so it's interesting to think of gift giving from that respect. So the gift here is that your father, you feel like your father cared enough about you to say this, right? Well, and also good skin. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like, they gave you good skin they gave me some good skin I mean like you know I, I, part of procreation is that you kind of combine two people's genes yeah. and sometimes the results are great sometimes <laughs> it's like terrible but yeah in the skin department I can think I lucked out <laughs> despite nice. my teenage years you have beautiful skin <laughs> I appreciate that I feel like because of the dynamics I have with my parents. Sometimes it's difficult to see the positives. Yeah. And again, going back to the end of your poem, your entire poem as well, it's seeing that 
this too is love that how in just such a small incident yeah. there is love and care yes yes so. yes yes and also the last two lines so he was like an outgoing type person and your mom was more there are definitely personality differences mm-hmm. i wouldn't characterize as that kind of dynamic okay. it's more he used his charm to certain ends she used her charms to certain other ends okay and they were not very compatible <laughs> so it says it made her cry so, yeah like cry like you could even say, like, crying, like she was laughing so hard that she's crying? Uh, no, crying no, 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 no. Oh, no. It was definitely not a positive <laughs> cry. Yeah. It was definitely not a, a tear swelling with yeah. joy or, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely not that kind of cry. Okay. But it was more, they should not have married, I don't think. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, they were made perfectly for each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in some ways. Interesting. But maybe even in this way, they were made perfectly for each other because it was very unhealthy relationship but mm-hmm. in order to have an unhealthy relationship you kind of need two unhealthy parts to come together to form <laughs> one so one one whole unhealthy right <laughs> one whole very unhealthy relationship but we're all we're all like if you're saying like unhealthy like broken yeah right like we're yeah. all broken yeah in some you're ways not, we are we're all yeah nobody's perfect yeah nobody's yeah perfect. exactly and i think as you get older maybe this is what you're feeling like reading, uh, noticing this when you wrote it, the goodness out of it. As you get older, you start saying, oh, they did this or they said this. Mm-hmm. But as a child, your feelings are valid. Like you felt something different at the moment. No, I'm not talking particularly in this particular poem, right, right. but with anything. Yeah, yeah. So those are valid feelings too. But as you get older, you see a different light on it. You see your parents for me, I do. Like, I see them differently. Like, they're doing the best that they could. Yeah. I feel like definitely when we mature and when we have our own children, during those periods, certain things kind of become firsthand experience. And you're thinking, oh, okay, this must have been what they were going through, things mm-hmm. like that. Again, it's different perspectives. And it's not necessary that the child is not seeing you can't really label which is right, which is wrong, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's more like just from a different point of view. Yeah. So I was thinking about this poem the other day, not in conjunction with this interview, but just thinking about this poem. I don't know how it happened, but um, <laughs> that I don't know if my mom actually cried. I don't know if that particular line was factual, mm-hmm. but I use that particular line because people think of sadness with crying. Yeah. So I wanted to convey that more than anything. Or maybe there were other times that maybe it wasn't this particular thing, but she had responded that way. Crying oh, and no, she's not like no. a crier. She's not really oh, okay. a crier. So that's oh. what I was thinking. Okay. And I, I I was thinking about that because you know, I don't I don't know how you deal with facts in right, your poem, right, poetry right. writing. Maybe it's because I had this conversation with someone who teaches at ASU and who was talking about how poetry is always fiction or it might be facts that you're describing mm-hmm. but it's always fictionalized or there, there's some there's an element of it so yeah yeah I'm and I'm trying I, to think of my I think I don't know mine's a little bit different I think mine stays more actual feelings and facts but I can see where you would describe something too or something that might not be exactly what happened so yeah yeah that's that's interesting to think of yeah because there's that concentration or condensation of of yes things into poetry no matter even if it's homer is still very short (laughs) you know yeah and you want to make your point yeah exactly so in that condensation we sometimes dispense with nuance sometimes dispense with a technical description of the facts Mm -hmm. so like in your case you wanted to convey sadness and so yeah the crying thing yeah so i was thinking about it but she didn't actually cry i i don't think she did no. i definitely sense there was sadness there was anger there was pain there was all these anguish all of these emotions very intense emotions but i don't think she necessarily expressed them through crying no but i just thought of, i don't mean to interrupt you no i think like we need a poem or uh, explanation attached to our poem because what I'm getting from you from these few lines or like we discussed my poem mm-hmm. 
if you know the background and the history, because it's factual, your incident was factual. Mm -hmm. The title, now that you told me, you know, about gifts and it was Christmas time, now I'm like, oh, like I get a, like I become more friendly with your poem, knowing mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. So we need like a little attachment, like a second <laughs> poem explaining the first poem so that we can enjoy the first poem. <laughs> but I, you know, I feel like this is in keeping with your intention with your book, right? Not numbering, not naming yeah. poems. Is that is giving the reader the room to put in their own interpretation, <laughs> right? It's true. So That's true. also, this is why we have the podcast. Yeah. So yeah. we can just yeah. explain it because it's hard to put things into poem. You know, there's a lot of nuance that goes into whatever, however short the poems are. I mean, even yeah. a haiku, a three-line haiku oh, could yeah. have like a dissertation behind it. Totally. Right? I have written introductions to poems. Yes. Yeah. Poetic introductions. <laughs> Poems that introduce another poem, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. or poems that explain another poem. Mm -hmm. I have those. But more often than not, it's just like, well, I wrote it. I, I, I go. got out what I needed yeah. to get out. And now somebody can read it and interpret it. I think Absolutely. if it's not in this setting where we're talking with each other about the poems that yeah. we are bringing to the table here, we don't necessarily need to explain mm -hmm. and sometimes explaining actually can take the magic away from the poem mm -hmm. so you know somebody could just love your poem and yeah. then when you explain it they're like oh really <laughs> <laughs> like oh maybe i don't yeah, like it yeah, so yeah. much <laughs> she wasn't crying oh my god i hate this poem <laughs> yeah exactly right when, when you that was my favorite line what do you mean <laughs> yeah, exactly. So things like that, if, if that happens, right? Sometimes yeah, yeah. having an explanation is actually not a good thing. Yeah, you're right. But, you know, like I said, I understand your perspective, and yeah. I've taken on your perspective before as well, and I probably yeah, will again yeah. in the future, yeah. you know, like having a preamble poem. Just like with my poem, there's so much in it that I just explained to you. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? exactly. Like, it'd be exactly. interesting to know yeah. Let them experience it first. Mm -hmm. And then there's a little pocket you open or something. Yeah. There's a secret yeah. pocket behind the poem. Do you if, remember? If you want to know, then if you don't want to know, then don't look at that. Yeah, yeah. Those you know? pop-ups. Yeah. Right? Like the museum exhibits. Yeah. Or or remember when the VH1 little? bubbles? You oh, yeah. The VH1 bubbles. Yeah. When they did those yeah. videos, they have, like, pop-up explanations yeah. of things. And if you want to read that, you can. If yeah. you don't, yeah. you don't read it. Except VH1 never gave us enough time to read those. No. So it's always like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pop-up bubbles and poems. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there that's why go. we kind of need social media, right? There yeah. should be a platform. Whoever's out there who's programming, who's <laughs> a programming genius, yeah. app genius, or whoever you are, you know, <laughs> think of it. Think of the possibility. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of marketing possibilities for those, yeah. right? To, to have these bubbles that are optional. It's like... Optional. That's, yeah. that's the key. Because yeah. to your point, like, sometimes you don't want to know. You just want to experience. And I think they should come after. Like, you read the poem first and experience it. Yeah, I think you know poetry. It, it's an experience, right? It's yeah, an experience. We're it is. experiencing it. It is. So let the person feel it and experience it first, yeah. and then the pop-ups come. Yeah, there's a little switch you can turn on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in literature classes, different, right? You kind of have to. People don't think of literature classes as analytical, but they are very analytical because you have to present evidence to whatever your claims are, even, you know, if you're reading poetry and you're saying, mm -hmm. yeah, you want to know what the mm -hmm. her life history, her mm -hmm. biography, it really, at, at which point in their life they wrote a particular mm -hmm. poem, mm -hmm. then, then you really get to understand why yeah. she chose that particular sentiment, yes, yes, yes. that particular line. So it's, it's nice to have those pop-ups. Mm -hmm. Again, you could do that at the end, a teacher would be like, and click. Yeah, at the end. <laughs> yeah. So even that, like on books, like when I republish, that's why having that little picture and a short biography of the author, mm -hmm. I think that really helps to connect when you pick up a book of poetry. Yeah. Just even seeing somebody, right? 
There's yeah. something about that, too. Or not seeing them, too. I mean, yeah, again, yeah, it could yeah. go either way. Yeah. I mean, there's always some anchoring effect. Mm-hmm. And whatever extra knowledge you know, mm-hmm. that's not some ancient anonymous text whose authors lost to history and whatnot. Yeah. And you're just reading it, and you're like, oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. And you're yeah. just putting your own interpretation to it. And poetry is wonderful for that. Yeah. Also, it's what makes it so relatable in many ways. Is that you can look at the same sequence of words and have a completely different exactly. take to it. That's amazing, isn't yeah. it? I think that's yeah. so amazing. It's that experience of yeah, right, seeing an accident and five different people witness five different things. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. How did that happen? Yeah. That's, that's fascinating. Yeah. Fortunately, usually poetry is a happy accident. Yes. <laughs> the rubberneckers. We like the rubberneckers we for poetry. We want rubberneckers for poetry. We want rubberneckers for poetry. It costs less accidents. <laughs> or costs better, prettier accidents. You know, like accidents that come to hopefully no physical harm. Yeah. <laughs> Pop-ups and rubberneckers. Yes, yes. The things that poetry generates. Yes. <laughs> so I want to ask you, since you're wanting to read more, where can the audience go see you read? Where might they catch you read? What do you have planned for the future? I have nothing planned for the future, <laughs> but because I do my meditations at Palabra's Bilingual Bookstore and because they have the pocket to me every third Saturday third Saturday thank you (laughs) Um, that would probably be my most comfortable place where I would do it again sooner than later yeah and I would probably put that on my website nice if people would want to come out tell us again what social media platforms you use you have mentioned some Facebook I'm on Facebook I've got my personal page and I've got an author page oh okay. so i post on that okay. that's like a business page it lets you create events and things right right so my name lavina singh okay on instagram i'm Wait, at, for both facebook pages yeah oh okay yeah, yeah so your page as well as your personal yeah okay yeah and then on instagram i'm my name with the number one in front of it Okay. You'd be surprised how many Lavina things there are. It's crazy. Yeah, that's why I was wondering for Facebook as well. Yeah, no, I got... You got yeah, the first one? I got my name. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. So the number one and then Lavina Singh for Instagram. For Instagram, okay. Yeah, I have an account on Twitter, but I haven't done anything with it. So, really? Yeah. Okay. A lot of authors and poets are on... Are they? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, Rupi Kaur. Yeah. She became who she is because of Instagram. Really? She started with Instagram. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Number one New York Times bestseller, female Indian Sikh poet. Cool. Wow. That was like mind blowing. Okay. I'm so proud of her. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. She started with Instagram. Yeah, because uh, sometimes we have to. Do you know the? I don't know if you're familiar with this woman who's a YouTube star. Her last name is also Singh. Oh um, yeah. She's now at her own late show. Yeah. 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 I just discovered her like yeah. about a month ago yeah i forgot Wonder, her name wonder woman is her calling card okay um but I forget. she's so funny oh my god she gosh. is she's hilarious she is hilarious she's done some stuff about game of thrones which is just so oh really funny. Oh, i my haven't gosh. seen her lately i saw i kind of like quote unquote discover her when she was already bigger but yeah i think before game of thrones thing came on yeah so, oh, I have to go back. What oh, is her boy. name? What is her name? Yes, yeah, this thing. Her last name is Singh. I follow her on Twitter. <sighs> Darn it. She's funny. Yeah. She's really funny. She is hilarious. Yeah. And she also does, besides that particular YouTube, she also does a YouTube about how she's doing YouTube. Okay. <laughs> so, that's so funny. Basically, that's like days of our lives that are just <laughs> like sucked into watching her videos. <laughs> Because it's very addictive. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why she has. she's supposed to have her own lace show coming up soon. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, unfortunately, she announced it on the same night of the Christchurch shooting. They announced oh, it on no. the same night, oh. like a few hours before that oh, that okay. started being reported. So that kind of okay. got yeah. totally obscured. Totally. Yeah, which is a shame because, like, she totally deserved this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she'll get out there. 
Yeah, I hope so. Because I haven't heard any more about it, which is a shame. So I want to know. Yeah. Yeah, because there are very few late oh night gosh. hosts of color and no women. Wow. No. Wow. Wait. Chelsea Handler? Handler was one. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Is she still on for? No, she's doing a book tour now. Okay. Yeah. But she was like one I used woman. to watch her way back when she first started. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. Yeah, Full Frontal was another one. It was Samantha B. But it's like once a week. And we'll take what we can get. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's really sad, isn't it? But I think things are changing. It's 2019, man. I know. It, it's just, know. it's not right. Because, you know, it's not like we only popped up in, within the... Yeah. It's not, not like we're a new phenomenon. You mean women have been around for a while? <laughs> I know, right? It's such a surprise. Women have been around for a while. God, we discover all kinds of things in this podcast. This is fascinating. <laughs> this is fascinating. We need to announce this to the world. Hey, we've been around for a while. <laughs> women, yes, yes. Oh, we've been way too nice. <laughs> yeah. Equality now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> we gotta do all this with love, though. The power of love yeah. needs to rise up to meet. Yes, yes. The other side, whatever you want to call that. Yeah. But yeah. Power of love. But it shouldn't all be on our shoulders, right? It's not like, oh, women equal love, men equals God knows No, no, no. I mean, right? for everything. Yeah, for everything. for everything. Men, women, just whatever's happening on the planet, I think, you know, there's so much going on with the chaos and yeah, so many. Yeah, yeah quote-unquote bad things yeah but not you know, quote-unquote but real 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 bad Forget things the quotes, real bad things but i feel like there are some people who are doing it out of love but you know very selfish versions of love mm-hmm. and very blinkered love because they're not necessarily doing things that would actually solve their problems but increases other people's problems mm-hmm. which is very problematic yeah. I swear I'm a poet. I have other words, yes. but I'm going to use problem like for the next five minutes. Problematic. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's, yeah. it's just, they're not solving their own problems. They're causing problems with other people. So there's different versions of love. Yeah. Back to that, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It is still love, but it's... The word gets thrown around too a lot, huh? It does, but it doesn't necessarily result in good things, I yeah. feel like. And I meant more human-based, community-based love for one another. Yeah. Oneness, that that type of love. If all of us who feel that and know it, if we can rise up in our own power lovingly, whatever that means, how it looks, I can't solve the world. I'm just I'm just throwing (laughs) these words out there. I'm just don't ask me, well, how are we gonna do this, Lavina? I'm just throwing these words out there. Yeah, yeah. if Whatever we, that looks like for people. Yeah. yeah. If we can balance it a bit. Yeah. If we can balance the, the love for oneself with love of community and, and, and find this equilibrium point. It starts with love for oneself. Yeah. And it's we've been taught that it's selfish, but it yeah. has to start with oneself. Yeah. Self-respect. Self-respect to love. But not not like self indulgent. No, no, not not kind of a self indulgent no, kind no, of love, no. right? But just respect. Yeah, and, and yeah. Honoring yourself and your yeah. heart. Yeah, and also like self confidence that's mm-hmm. rooted in evidence based self confidence. Totally, self esteem, yeah. self confidence. Yeah, all of that. because yeah. then you don't want to hurt your neighbor or somebody who looks different from you or yeah. or has different thoughts than you. Yeah. Is it, it doesn't even serve the purpose that people who use that territorial kind of love mm-hmm. try to solve. Yeah, yeah. You, you separate children, you put them in cages. How does that help you with your life? I don't understand. Yeah. And, and then you accept that and you kind of lower your own moral standards and ethical standards. And so That's what I mean by we need to rise up and love. Yeah. Whatever that looks like, we can't lower our standards. Yeah. We've got to meet these challenges with more love, whatever that means. I'm not trying to be all fairy, airy, and, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's yeah. not that. It's no, not no, that. I think people understand. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Yeah. Hey, we started with love, right? And ending with love. The, the poem is love is... Uh-huh. Beginning and the 
And we end is, is end, love. We end by talking about what is, is love. Wait, are we ending? I just Don't. ended it. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> are we supposed to keep talking? No. <laughs> We're good. We're good. Well, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. This was fun. Lily Singh is the YouTube star we were referring to, who now has her own show on late night NBC called Late with Lily. As for our show, Poets and Muses, you can follow us at poetsandmuses.com or via social media on Twitter, Instagram, as well as SoundCloud under Poets and Muses. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter either at poetsandmuses.com or at the upper right-hand side of the Poets and Muses SoundCloud page. I'm your host, Imogen A-Rate. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to bringing you another episode next Sunday.